Yeah, if you have a really okay. important point to make, you can just look at the camera. <laughs> right the first- hey guys, welcome to episode 58 of the 1023 Soul Shop Talk podcast. Uh, today we're here with Joe Prather of Performance Transmission Products. It's so hard to say that every time. It's kind of long. That's why I say BDB. <laughs> yeah. Um, we just finished up a really cool weekend where Joe was hosting via Robert at our shop, a Ford transmission building class. And we had, um, we had, uh, guys up from Florida and was it Florida, Texas, Texas. Yep. and Kentucky, Kentucky. Yep. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. Uh, we had talked to Joe, uh, probably about a year ago, maybe it was more than that, uh, about supply chain issues and, uh, problems with getting parts for rebuilders. And there was a lot of delays with, for most transmission companies. Um, and so he's up here now, he's up here for the event. And I thought it'd be a cool time to do a, a proper introduction, make one more person uncomfortable on camera and, uh, <laughs> it's working. and then we can, um, we can talk about what the supply chain looks like now and talk a little bit about his, uh, his business. Okay. So welcome, Joe. Thank you. Thank you both for hosting us and open up your houses and we really appreciate it. Yeah. It was great that you took the time to do that. It was really cool. I think probably the coolest thing for me getting to see the guys come up from these shops was, um, most industries, you don't see a lot of collaboration. No. Like, uh, and I'd say even in like automotive, a lot of shops, they don't want to work together. Like right. they see even people across the country as competition. And that, Correct. that really isn't the case at all. No. And there's, there's, there's millions of cars on the road. There's plenty of work for all of us, you know? So yeah. it's so much easier when you help each other. You set us, you know, you set a goal, you set a certain price. It would work better industry wide if we'd actually help each other, you know, set a, Labor rate that worked the best. Said in a, you know, a parts. This is what we put in every vehicle. It would just make it easier for everyone. Yep. Know, instead of trying to compete and lowball each other and or just push people out of the industry. You know, when I when I started, no one would help you with anything. There was no yep. internet. You know, there was no place to search or anything like that. You you learn by screwing it up. So yeah, you learn the hard way. The school of hard knocks. Yeah, we we've talked about that. We I like learning the the wrong way too. So. <laughs> um. So I, I would like if we can cover just like your history okay. in automotive. Okay. I know that you know in the past you had you built transmissions for a yes. long time. You ran your own shop um, building transmissions, and okay. now you just sell parts and individually make it easier for like uh, smaller shops to be able to get into building and always have the parts they need. So that's kind of the goal. Yeah. So what did your what did your early history in transmissions look like? Uh, I actually started out. I took a diesel course in. Uh, in our technology center and realized real quick that I was too small for, you know, big diesel trucks. So, uh, we got on the job training right out of high school and I was able to go to work for a performance shop. And, you know, one day he actually had a buddy's transmission in there and I, you know, pulled out a manual and started messing with it and found out the problem. And there were only one of three issues that could do it. So I fixed all three and put it back in and it worked. And that was kind of fun. And then my dad had the opportunity that he had a, an issue with a vehicle and, it just kind of took off from there, and I, I built transmissions for, gosh, I think it was about 25 years I've been in the industry. So uh, I really kind of got tired, kind of got burned out on it, and uh, had the opportunity to basically, I guess you'd call it build kits, you know, for certain transmissions, really for diesels more than anything for a company. Um, that's actually where we got introduced to David and his family. And it, it really didn't work out, but because of Dave and his family, and they're such great people, they kind of opened a door for us and really allowed us to sell their product when we shouldn't have even been able to. Uh, so it really, you could give them all the credit for this. 
and it kind of took off for there. Uh, I would watch, you know, late at night, watch these guys that you could tell that, you know, maybe they've only specialized in one transmission or built a couple. Right. And I would try to go in there and kind of encourage them, you know, ask them, you know, if they needed any help with anything. And it, you know, real quick, you could kind of see a niche that, you know, needed to be filled. So I started doing more of that and, you know, less of the, I guess, internet do it yourself kind of deal. And really uh, started to pour time in with these shops and stuff like that. Just kept looking for guys. And that's really kind of what we took off. I love to help people. That's kind of my gift. Um, God gave me a servant heart, and I, I just love to do it. I love to help people. I love to see, you know, even I might not be a part of it, but to see somebody's shop grow and, and you started and watching them when they were small. It's just, it's amazing. I've watched Brett uh, grow his shop just phenomenal. You know, and Robert, you guys are just amazing. And I just even be there for part of that it's just pretty cool so yeah that's kind of the roundabout way of saying it but yeah so n- like now you with performance trans- transmission products you why can't i say it <laughs> <laughs> it's you, hard for me to say <laughs> um you just focus on helping shops that that either do build transmissions source the parts or shops that are interested in learning how to build transmissions and service like their local areas. Yep. That's really um, what our focus is. I know we have a website and it's, it's really open to the public, but I really don't push that at all. I really only want to focus on shops. Yeah. So we have around 40 to, I'm going to say 40 to 60. I kind of trimmed them up a little bit. Um, We basically have a Facebook group and we stay real tight knit. We help each other. We post um, industry fixes when we see problems with like, even a certain part, you know, even like, you know, I won't throw a name out there. We'll say a name of someone that has an issue and maybe they haven't released that to the public. If we see it in our group, it's immediately, I'll make a PDF file. We start talking about it, you know, so everybody has a heads up. Yeah. So we're able to see, you know, you guys up here in Alaska, Florida, California, Texas, all over the place. We get to see different vehicles, um, how they're fixed, the things that they're having issues with. And then we can kind of try to stay ahead of that and help someone else from running into the problem that somebody across the country's already had. So uh, we go in there, and I really try to encourage, you know, uh, transmission. There's no industry that you're going to pick that's going to be easy. Um, the transmission industry is extremely hard. But going in with, I guess, a mentor, I, I'm not going to say I'm a mentor, but some of these other guys like Robert that have had so much experience with the four transmissions that we talked about this weekend, gosh, starting out and with someone like him in your corner able to help you is amazing. You know, never had that, like I said, when we starting out. So for – a younger generation. And that's something I'm getting older at some point. I know I'm was going to step out of it. So why not pour into these younger generations that are coming up to help them get started? You know? So I think that's, that's really our primary focus is I want to teach as many people possible that are willing. And it probably sounds bad. We're not going to teach everyone. I can kind of tell you if your caliber, your ethics and morals are going to line up, then I'm going to pour into you. But if you're, you know, if you're only interested in making money and not providing good service, I'll back off from you. You know, yeah. I've had a couple that took some real good information from us, but we just backed up and, and, you know, closed everything off to them. So yeah, that probably sounds bad, but. Well, it's the way it has to be. And like, uh, if you're, if you're trying to bring up a segment of an industry like this to, to do the best that they can, if that's getting prices correct so that your shop is sustainable. Um, if that's doing good enough work and offering a good enough warranty and making sure you can source the right parts and, um, it has to be done right from the get go. And it's not, it's not worth muddying the waters with, you know, terrible influence. Absolutely. 
And I've made mistakes across the board. It's not just, you know, business and everything. So I can, you know, I can, I can help them and tell them not what to do in several different areas, you know, or or if you, if you continue down this path, you're going to struggle. You know, if you, if you'll, if you'll change or implement a couple of procedures, your life will change. You'll have more of a life. And that's my biggest thing with the, you know, it may sound funny, but you know, usually the first time we start one of the workshops, I always talk about, the most important part is their family time. Of course, God more important than anything, but family time. And if you're not charging enough, if you're busting your butt and working 12 hours a day, you have no family life. And yeah. your marriages, your relationships, your kids, all that's going to suffer. So that has to be put into context, and you have to find some kind of balance. Yeah. You know, and I, you will work long hours when you first get started, but at some point you need to make that transition where you, you stop and you spend time with family. Because at the end of the day, if you don't have that, you've wasted your time. Yeah. And that's something that I think, like, I guess one of the goals that we've always had with this podcast, because we, we present it, there are certainly some shop owners that watch it, but um, it's mostly somebody who would just be buying a transmission or right. buying injectors or whatever. Um, and we've always kind of tried to to, like, bridge that divide that there is, you know, there's a lot of distrust in shops Absolutely, of every yeah. kind. And especially with transmissions, it seems like it's probably one of the worst and yeah. probably for good reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, a black box. Nobody can see. And you're just, you, you trust the guy that's telling you, you know, that's really all it is. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think if it, it becomes pretty obvious if somebody has, you know, the right, the right, you know, moral standing or the right ethics in business. Um, and if I'd say that's a whole nother point too, but having the ability and having like having the competence to do well with anything in automotive, but specifically in transmissions like this, uh, like you also have to say that, you know, right. Like you have to tell people who you are and yep. then back it up with what you do. Absolutely. Yeah. And, Your work uh, speaks volumes. Yeah. You know, yeah. You can, you can present something. It's like our government, they say and say and say, but they never back it up with anything. When you, when you present, uh, your product, you need to back it up. Yeah. That's what I was telling the guys. We used to have a reputation of being high. And I'm like, I would take that all day long. You know, yeah. I would take being high priced, but having a good quality product over someone that was, you know, I had to have it back in there four or five times. It took too long or something like that. So yeah. Yeah. Pick, pick the high road. I guess if you're going to go down one, you know? Yeah. It was really cool. Uh, seeing a group of guys that, you know, even David and you or whatever, that working together on something and sharing ideas where yes. it's like, you know, all of you, you know, Robert and Brett and Adam and David and everybody, you guys all have anywhere from some concept or a really yes. good idea of transmissions. Um, but seeing you guys share ideas was, uh, it was cool. Yeah. Like, and that's, Oh, the, you do it. You do that thing. That that's way. exactly that makes it right. so much easier. That's exactly right. Even the yeah. last workshop we did at DNJ, um, I learned something. And I, I tell you, you always need to go on that mindset. You can always learn something from someone else. You know, yeah. and I try to always be open to that because I know by any means don't know everything by far. And I love to see the way, you know, somebody puts something together the way just they do certain things. You know, I learned something. It was awesome. Yeah. So, and then I'll hopefully implement that next time, be able to show someone else that, you know, I learned this from him and, you know, now I'm going to share it with you. So yeah, that's what, it's what's nice about having that Facebook group. You know, some guys don't comment a lot. Um, some guys do. There's, there's guys that comment every time, you know, and, and it's, it's nice to see their knowledge or see their input and just know we're, kind of like a family, you know, I, that's why I think all the guys, I mean, I, I really care about all of them. So it's, it's, a, it's amazing to see them get together and encourage one another. And yeah. So if you're, and maybe I'm putting you on the spot here, 
But if you're the, if you're the average consumer and you're out there looking to find somebody that's going to build you a good transmission, like, do you have, uh, like, is there something that you think would be worth looking for in a builder, um, that has a higher chance of getting you something that's worth buying? Uh, first of all, and I'll, I say this to everyone, um, shop appearance is number one. And I, and I'm, I'm kind of OCD and not at the same time. I've always, uh, you got to keep your shop clean. I used to, I like a painted floor and just simply because it would blow people away when they would walk back there. Even if it's just your build room, mm-hmm. when they step into it, they'd be like, wow. And, and I'm like, clean. yeah, you could eat off the floor. You know, we mop it. We clean every, you know, we mopped our shop at the end of every day and spot mopped it, you know, when the mess was made. So it, it, like you guys have a floor cleaner. That's awesome. You know, the cleaner you can keep it when someone steps in, even if it's just to come get something out of their truck while you're working on it, yeah. they step back there. They see that you're orderly. First of all, you keep your shop clean. It doesn't have to be a big shop. It can be a small, it doesn't matter. It just needs to be clean. Um, you guys take phenomenal pictures. I love that. Uh, Kentucky diesel is another one that they're constantly putting pictures out there that are clean, sharp, nice yeah. pictures. You know, that's, it's really obvious. Oh yeah. And today is different. Like when I started, you had the little Nokia phone, you weren't taking any pictures that anybody could see. And there was no Facebook, but now everyone um, gets on a Facebook page is mentioned by someone. And so that is very important. Facebook costs you nothing to have a page up. Yeah. So that and would it be could the cost first you thing. everything if you have a bad reputation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So you, you strive hard to, to you were all going to make mistakes. I don't care who you are. The top guys in the industry still make mistakes, but don't cut your self short because we all use the same parts. And most of the time with the internet age, you are real close to having the same knowledge. So charge a good price, keep your shop clean and don't be afraid to compete with those top name guys, you know? So if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's good advice for shop owners. And for people that are looking for a shop that will do good work for it, it really is. You look, you look at a clean shop, and so, I mean, it's like your pictures. I was watching your uh, TV down there and scrollers. Like you can just tell when you take that kind of attention to detail on the outside. Imagine what you're doing on the inside. You know, it's the same kind of deal. It's I've seen name brand transmissions get dropped off at shops, and I could see that they painted over the rocks and dirt on them. Yeah. Well, it's because they pump them out so fast. They don't have time to clean them, you know, and so it makes a difference when you, you get in there and you clean that product and you, you're measuring, miking everything, making sure it's, it's top notch. You know, I, I was OCD when I'd set up a clutch pack, I would check the stupid thing three or four times, but even though it was inspect the very first time, it's just, it's who I am. I knew that I was putting that out there. I was going to be in charge of it. If it failed, it was going to be on me. And that's where a, big production shop they can't do that you know they have to have numbers and they have to have so many units out and they won't they're going to get mad but their quality control is a lot harder to control than what you guys have yeah you guys' names on it you're really watching out for things closer than they are so it makes a big difference yeah that's why i'd I'd really encourage any smaller diesel shop owners out there if you're interested in getting a transmission like it's a great business to be in yes if you care yes. and if you have attention to detail yep um, and that's a lot of it, right you said attention to detail yeah yeah yep. you can and that's what we you know I, i'll help you at any level i don't it doesn't matter to me um if you're interested in that you know help you get started into it help you if you're already into it you know whatever you need that's what we and i i try to be uh available at any time you know we we talk to guys we we minister to guys, not even just transmission parts. You know, that's yeah. that's the backseat, really. So if you need help, I want to make sure that your family life and is more important than anything. And then we'll work on the business side. So, yeah. Um, 
Let's talk a uh, supply chain. <laughs> so I know last time we had uh, clutches were a no go. Yeah. Like we weren't getting like, at that time. Robert and I were just talking about getting a like, using like, a lot of Borg Warner clutches and yes. Ford transmission stuff. Basically, couldn't get them. Yep. Um, I think David at, at DNJ Components was saying that uh, like they were having a hard time getting the raw material yep, to aluminum. build their yes. channel plates. Yep. Has anything changed or things getting better? You know, I, I can't really say, and Robert probably back me up. I, I really can't say it's getting better. Um, I don't think it's, uh, I'll put my foot in my mouth. Um, <laughs> I, I, I guess it's probably a little bit better because there were some times that were just months out and you didn't see any hope at all. Uh, what's really neat is, is guys have adapted. It seems like, uh, we've sourced stuff or we've found individual shops to make stuff. You know, we mm-hmm. personally had some pressure plates made. We were having trouble keeping up and the other, the other place just couldn't keep up. So we actually went out and had a place make pressure plates out of better material. Well, that was, that's awesome. Cause now there's always, you know, several hundred in stock each time where it was, you'd get, you know, 10 or 15 here or there, or you'd buy a hundred and only 20 show up. And then I yeah. would act, go out and actually machine the rest. So, there's some things that, you know, we have adapted as Americans. I think we kind of learned to do that. Um, a little bit of uh, hardship is good for innovation. It, it truly is. And that, that is the deal. It's opened up the door for, uh, you know, different machine shops that maybe wouldn't have touched something. Now they're like, you know, we can make money here. So, you know, yeah. they, there's a lot of guys that have stepped up in the industry and done that or outside the industry and helped our industry. So I can't, I can't say this has gotten better. It hasn't gotten worse. It's kind of a stalemate. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. So... Yeah, it is cool seeing that. There was a around the same time, around probably a year ago. Um, there's a manufacturing they built they make something in automotive. I don't know exactly what they did. Like one component for like Hondas, I think, okay. and they're in Pennsylvania, and uh, they shifted their like entire operation instead of laying everybody off to making canning lids. That's awesome. And um, now they're like you know, competing with Bell yeah. on canning lists. I think it's, that's awesome. That's awesome though. But they kept all their employees. They, they were kept their employees. They, and, yep. they adapted. Yep. And, and that's what I've seen. The, the, the businesses that, that were able to hold on and be willing to adapt, they're, yeah. they're still thriving. You know, it's, it's weird. Um, it, I swear almost the performance side of things have taken off over this period. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. You would thought that the money would have pulled back, but you know, we see shops all over the country and I, I can't really say, oh yeah, these are guys are struggling. It's just, everybody stayed pretty busy. I mean, you might have a week where they said, you know, I was able to catch up this week, but yeah, it's not like guys were struggling almost pre, I can't even say the word COVID. Um, but it's just, it's just different. It was, it was different, you know, cause at first they were like, oh, you're not gonna be able to get this, not gonna be able to get this. And, you know, guys adapted, guys held on and, and there's a lot of shops that are still thriving. So it's, it's been awesome. Yeah, I've, it seems like we've we haven't seen a lot, at least just from my perspective, running like an e-commerce like part side. I've seen people that were going to spend a lot of money on something, they're still doing it. Yeah, that's what amazes me. Yeah. But people that were maybe going to do like a small build and need you know something like mildly better than stock, that's dropped off okay. like crazy. Okay, and I don't know if it's like different, you know, different. Uh, Income segments. I don't know. Right. What, I don't know what the right. difference is. I can't but, pinpoint it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Guy. Certainly, like like bigger ticket items, like transmissions, things like that. That seems to be like it always has been. Yeah. It um, didn't really change. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was expecting the performance side to fall off drastically. Yeah, for you sure. Know, they, only the guys that had to have you know had to have my work vehicle. I got to fix it to get back on the road. But 
it was actually almost opposite. So I was, I was really blown away by that. So what do you think about Alaska? This is your first time up here, right? It's amazing. It's a beautiful country. You Every, guys, everybody yeah. asks me, what do I do when I come to Alaska? Yeah. I'm like, I live here, man. I don't yeah. have a clue. It was amazing. I mean, Robert took us on a tour of the Kinnick Glacier. Just make sure I say that right. Don't offend anyone. Um, it was just phenomenal from day one. It's just yeah. beautiful here. You guys have, you still have so much more freedom than we have in the lower 48. It's that part right there is real tempting just to move up here just because of that. Yeah. So, but then we got up to the Hatcher Pass, I think it was, and the cold reminded me why I don't live here. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the warmest time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got up there and the lake was still frozen and the wind was, you know, whipping through there. And, or I think we went to Whittier. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Extremely cold. And rainy at the same time. So, what did you think of that? Those tunnel? grounded me. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, pretty amazing. I, it was like eight minutes or nine minutes. I think we're underground. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a yeah. long time to be yeah. underground. Yeah, pretty cool. Didn't want to miss that last train out. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but it was beautiful. The people were nice. You know, we stopped at several little shops and got some coffee and stuff like that, and bought some stuff. People were really friendly. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. I I could see living here. I'm sure I would struggle with winter time, but it's you, you have amazing country. So. Yeah. So if people wanted to get in touch with you, how would they do that? Preface that with who should get in touch with you? Um, I, I'll never limit it, I guess. Um, any shop that's looking to get into transmission work or anyone that's, you know, struggling. Uh, I'm not so much your, you know, I want to buy one or two things off. It, it probably sounds arrogant. Um, I'm looking to make lasting relationships with guys. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be your just go between or, you know, I, I, I've invested a lot of knowledge in, in the no, knowledge. I'm sorry. That sounded horrible. A lot of time in some of the files, some of the workbooks and stuff like that we've done. And if I'm going to share that, I would like for you to be in it for the long haul. Yeah. So, you know, if you're, you're having issues struggling with the business, business side, transmission side, um, you know, call us, contact us. I usually most of the stuff's through Facebook. I'm on some of the forums and stuff like that. I'm sure you can get in touch with me. You can find us on our website. You can message me through there, but, uh, Okay. Only people like Robert and you guys have my phone number, so I don't give that out just yet. But <laughs> and I give you the wrong phone number. Yeah, he tells me how much he wants me to get in contact with him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but no, I I don't want to sound I don't ever want to sound like a know it all or anything like that. And I love to help people, but uh, I really I guess want there to be some effort put back on their side too. You know. Yeah. So if that doesn't sound too bad. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you sitting down. I. Every time we do this, I know it makes everybody nervous, yes, but, uh, extremely, including me. Extremely. <laughs> but I think it's cool to be able to have these conversations. It is. And it's neat. You know, if, if it was able to help one person, it would be yep. worth it. And that's, what, that's why I like listening to them because, you know, you guys share knowledge and, and what's going on. And I like that. You know, I like to see what's going on in your shop. I like to see what's working. And, and really, if you could keep doing that, I mean, it's, it's probably helping people. You'll never probably know who it helps. But yeah. if it helps one person, it's really worth it. You know, just even to see someone that's even going through your struggles, you know, it gives them hope, you know? So I think it's amazing. You guys are doing an awesome job. Yeah. So if you guys want diesel parts though, you can buy those at 1020resa.com. Anytime you want. (laughs) Thanks Joe. Thank you. I really appreciate it.